and welcome to Irresponsibly Powerless, a comic book discussion show where we'll be talking about the books that came out this week along with anything else that comes up along the way. We're going to be your hosts. My name is Eric. And my name is Nick. This week is uh, different for two reasons. Okay, first off, uh, Eric is sick, so... Deathly ill. Cry a single tear for him. It's the plague. The plague. I hear that's bad. <laughs> it's pretty big in this day and age. I hope you realize maybe that. In, maybe in whatever god-awful state you're in. <laughs> Pennsylvania is like another country. Go, Pennsylvania, An awful yeah, country. Pretty, you, you, they drive on the left side of the road. And <laughs> you can only buy beer on Sundays. And... Oh, you can't buy beer on Sundays. Every, everyone has to wear a top hat. <laughs> and monocle. And they haven't discovered that you should store dead bodies away from the water supply. <laughs> it actually so. makes it taste better. <laughs> Turns out. <laughs> That's flavor, country. Ah, take a nice long pull of that water, kids. <laughs> Spit out the chunks. <laughs> That's the taste of our forefathers. Yeah. Anyways, anyway, sick, got the, the flu. The second, the second issue. Shut up for a second. God, it's always about me. You'd think you were host of this bitch or something. <laughs> Let Daddy drive. Continue. Um, okay. <laughs> anyway. Uh, wh- another issue that kind of cropped up this week was, um, unfortunately, for whatever reason, I didn't have many comics to pick up this week because I don't pick up uh, as nearly as many as Eric, and I refuse to buy shit. Um, so this week I, I was ready to break with my tradition and just buy all sorts of random nonsense. Um, and really nonsense, too. Like own... some of the shit he was planning oh, on yeah. <laughs> Yes. Um, however, I went to my comic book store, and to my chagrin, uh, they had no shit for me to buy. Um, apparently, one of them was sold out, clandestine, which, from what I hear, what from what Eric tells me, is the most god awful comic. Well, they might not be the most. I think the Lords of Avalon you wanted to get was. It might be slightly no worse. No way, man! Lords of Avalon, Sword of Darkness is great, <laughs> and I'm gonna find that. And I can't, I don't, I, but that one wasn't even sold out. That one just wasn't there. Um, and then also I couldn't find Moby Dick issue one, um, which was just, it's just, it's just a damn shame that American literature is, is not appreciated, even in comic book form. Anyway, so we're, we're, we're a little hamstring this, uh, this episode, but, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna make up for it with lots of extra Eric talking. And <laughs> which works out well when I'm sick. Yes, yeah, it's delirious with uh, bubonic plague. Oh, laundry detergent. No. Fly swatter, fly swatter. <laughs> my face. Uh, go towards anyway. the light. Go towards the light. <laughs> um, so, without further ado. Um, this show can't be anything but good. So our our ado is pretty funny. I'm going to say that. We have good ado. But starting off this week, it's a hit or miss, our, our, our brand new 2008 segment. Um, so this week was a, a, a – pretty much every week has either been a feast or famine, I'm going to say here. Don't you agree, Eric? There's either been too many books to pick from, first hit, 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 hit or miss, or not enough. Uh huh. 
So this this week was unfortunately a famine. So we just we we picked we we went with brand new day, Amazing Spider-Man five four nine. Well, it's it's the second team for this whole new run for brand new day. It's uh, Guggenheim and Salvador La Roca, mm-hmm. and so it's kind of like a okay. We got through the honeymoon. Of, of the last two, you know, like, let's, let's see what happens when we get down to the nitty gritty. Let's see how this actually works. So, Well, A, um, I'm going to talk about something I never talk about. The art. Um, oh. I, I dug the art. I thought it was better. I thought it was a step up. I'm going to say, um, there are a couple frames, um, I didn't care for. It looks like whenever he draws someone straight on, it looks as if they're like squinting or something. I don't know. They, he seems to have an issue with faces that, that I'm not really digging, but the the action and Spider-Man himself, which I feel is always the most important part of the comic, um, looks terrific. So I, I felt it was very cool, and there were some. There's even some frames where you can see Spider-Man's eye, and it has actually like not his eyeball, but like his eyepiece outside, and it has a reflection on it. And in the reflection, you can see pieces of uh, building and stuff, and it. It, it it's a small detail and you know not necessarily super important, but it it, it is a level of detail I appreciate. I'm gonna um, surprise the hell out of people, including myself, and actually agree with you on that one. Oh my god! Yeah, I think we it was yeah uh, the last uh, you know the last arc and the art on that. You really can't complain. It it was very good. But, oh yeah, yeah. But this is very much more of a Spider-Man type book, and I felt like. This was well. This was a little bit different of a Spider-Man story because a lot of it was very dark because it was a lot of like inside and nighttime That's sort true. of action, which isn't very Spider-Man-esque. I feel like, but uh, at the same time, it felt like it was very, you know, bright and bold. Like Spider-Man stood out in every page, and I mean, he looked very Spider-Man-esque. And uh, are are Spider-Man's eyepieces glass? Are they supposed to be? Uh, I don't know. I, it's it's all you know. It's it, that's another one of those variable things that um, you know, they they're kind of whatever they need to be. You know, they can yeah. they can be glass one second, they can be cloth. You know, another issue. So it's it's all up to you, all up to your flavor or the writer, drawer, or whatever. But um, I I, I I did like this. Um, what I do. Did like about this issue was something I mentioned uh, I think a couple weeks ago was when the new team took over, it honestly didn't read all that different. You know, it's a new plot, but Spider Man still sounds like Spider Man, and he still sounds like the Spider Man he's been for the last couple of issues. Uh-huh. Um, like he's still like he's he's still making Spider Man esque jokes. I feel like it, it didn't. I don't know. I don't. I didn't think it ever lost. Like uh, I didn't really lose a step there, which I, I enjoyed. I, I'm, I'm glad that happened. I think. I, I mean, I, I think that this one definitely didn't have quite the same writing style as Slot does, mm-hmm. and, that, and that's probably a good thing because I could imagine that might get a little bit old after a while. Um, continually getting the same thing that Slot does. Right. So. But at the same time, like, there were a few moments in here that I felt were a little bit forced in, like, the Spider-Man jokes. And it's really? it's one of those things that's kind of, I guess, hard to do consistently because he's supposed to be wisecracking. And, like, can you actually write that very well? Yeah. You know? it's, it's hard it's to hard do it believably. To, yeah. Sometimes it's hard to not come off corny. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but exactly. I always kind of chalk that up to 
then yeah, I guess a guy, you know, a guy who literally is making jokes all the time, like half of them, you know, half of them are going to be misses. So. Yeah, <laughs> he's going for quantity, not quality. Yeah, I mean, he's just, he's just flinging them up there. Yeah. But I, I do have to say I did love the opening scene um, mm. with his little singing. <laughs> yeah, well, that that was one of the ones where I thought it was a little bit a little bit cheap. Cheesy, oh. but I mean, not not overly. It wasn't like a groaner in any sort of way. But it was like, although I did like how that little part that he says, where he's like catches falling construction guys, fits in Look flawlessly. Out. Here comes the really big letter. <laughs> it's it, he's 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 making bad jokes at yeah, that point, he's, he's so goofing. he can't really fault him for that. Although, okay, so oh. I got it. I'm going to bring it up. We already talked about it uh, before the show, but apparently it's going to bleed over. This is what we talk about before every show, by the way. We always examine this particular topic. Just this topic in particular all the time. Um, So Jackpot, her costume is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Awesome. Yes. Okay. No, 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 no. No. Wait, what? And uh, see, what we couldn't figure out was if you look at the shots of her like walking around before, in, like the middle of the of the oh. comic, it looks like one thing. But then you get to the very end, and apparently her little like mini cape thing has somehow wrapped its way around her leg, giving you a full ass shot essentially. And it's so absurd. What are you complaining about? Like <laughs> I've seen way worse. Like no, no, no. Yeah, but it, it doesn't. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense there other than just to give an ass shot. No way. It just got twisted around. I mean, okay, you have to expect this. I mean, I'm, I'm going to put my foot down here because there have been way more gratuitous ones. There's been, like, I remember a frame in in uh, in Civil War where you're literally, like, the whole frame is She-Hulk's ass and people are, like, talking around <laughs> the ass. <laughs> and, I mean, I'm just like... I mean, I'm always conflicted about it because honestly, I'm not. I'm not a guy who can really like get into like a drawn ass. Like it's just, I'm always, I'm always entertained by it. Um, and I guess it registers on some level as attractive, but it's not. It's not nearly, you know, it's not the same thing. So I mean, it's. I'm always just more amused by it than anything. Um, yeah, and then when it's just like when it's gratuitous, I'm kind of like, really, guys? And like, I mean, oh come I, on, I, you don't think that's gratuitous? No, that was like one ass shot. The whole comic, it was right at the end, and it was like it's not like front frame center. Like it's just it's just there. No, she's just standing there. She's just like, bam, check it out. There it is. <laughs> come like on. she's turned around. So that, that could like, happen though. That could her happen. back is like, facing. Okay. It's the same and then, thing. and then it's the the fact that she's wearing the whole half cape thing. Like, what the hell does that even do? Like, Cover the booty, not all the time. You can't give it out. You gotta <laughs> just keep you, it a little bit. You gotta dole it out in small doses. Yeah. Only give them little little Look, pieces. I every know once in a while. you. I know we've seen way way worse. No, no, I'm done. Hey, 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 the ass shot. I think it's a little bit absurd. But then it's just start starting to examine the costume as a whole. You got the half. You've got the half uh, cape that's going yeah. on, whatever so, the fuck that is. And then you've like got the fucking like bell bottoms. And Dude, why I don't even know. Like how? What fucking decade are we in? 
Like Dude, the, the it's costumes. a superhero costume. <laughs> I will not. E- I will not yield on this. It's no pretty way. dated. Look at it. No it it's pretty dated. Maybe she just made it out of like old clothes and shit. I don't know. <laughs> not Do you have old before. clothes with with fucking half capes well, built into them? Well, the cape was like a fucking like skirt and or like a shirt or something or a sweater or blanket. I don't know. And she fucking like tailored that <laughs> shit, and, and but she had bell bottoms from the seventies, and they weren't like bad, and they fit her like a fucking glove, and like, <laughs> and she had like a nice halter top and uh, a semi mask thing. And she was sad. She's like, well, fuck it, look, I might look, as well be a superhero. Us, not all of us can fucking just afford to go buy costumes and shit, so... Oh, by the way, I just noticed her belt says 777. Jackpot. Hilarious. Boom, see? There you go. Yeah. Why are you all up in her business? Because <laughs> she's a ridiculous superhero, but whatever. Uh, I don't even know. Whatever. I don't even know anything whatever, about her. I'm not going to judge. Case closed. Point Nick. Who knows? Bootylicious. Anyway, I'm going to go with uh, a hit on this. Although it's not as strong necessarily as some of no, our other. hit. Home run. Jackpot even. Ho-ho. <laughs> no, I, I like the issue. I did. I just, uh, I can't give it quite as, as big of a thumbs up. As, I'm, uh, I'm loving it. I'm, I'm the whole thing. You're a McDonald's spokesperson. Oh. I was like, no, don't do it. Don't bring me down. <laughs> Let me slide. Uh, Why do you build me up? Let her go. All right. Well, um, since I did buy quite a few issues this week, uh, really, it's it was a pretty solid week, I think, overall. Like there there weren't very many comics that I was dissatisfied with. Um, so I wanted to touch on a a whole bunch. Um, so I'm going to do a quick two comics. Um, I got two Vertigo books this week. Uh, the first one, Northlanders, number three, came out. And I really think this is, this is one of those solid sorts of series that, that's gonna go pretty, uh, it's a really strong book, uh, three issues in. And I think it's, it's pretty interesting. First of all, again, the, the art is really great. It's, it's perfect for the story that's being, you know, being a, a Viking sort of story. It's a little dirty, but then it's also really nice as well. I mean, it, I think it's a, a really interesting story overall as well. Got the got characters that aren't necessarily very likable. They start getting drawn in right now. Sven, um, who's attempting to get his rightful inheritance and then just piece it out and leaving everybody and just going back to the quote unquote civilized world, is uh, slowly getting drawn in like more and more into his uh, homeland. Uh, you know, even without wanting to, he's getting pulled into some of the religious aspects, like he's sort of subvert his, his uncle, and he's also starting to help people out, be, become attached to the area. Apparently what I've heard is that this is going to be a series of short arcs that are somewhat separate. Huh, and so I guess this the same is... World. Yeah, apparently. I I don't know if there's going to be any overlap or any overarching story that links together or anything like that. But um, I think it's an interesting sort of premise to, to build off. 
Cool. But, yeah, I'm gonna it keep on going with interesting. it. Interesting. I was I was always tempted to pick it up, but uh, yeah, good for the uh, for the people you know the the Viking lover. I mean, it's it a very it's a really brutal book. I mean, there's a scene in this that was phenomenal where he uh, basically like after some of his uncle's men slaughter this stag, he uh, cuts his head off and then wears it, covers himself in blood, and then just runs at these guys like a fucking maniac and slaughters them all. I don't know. He's a he's a gnarly dude. But, <laughs> um, I mean, it's it's got all kinds of awesome action. And then the the second right. Vertigo book that I want to talk real briefly about uh, is Fables number sixty nine. Uh, this is the wrap up of the uh, Good Prince storyline, where Fly is trying to save his kingdom of Haven uh, from this last approaching army, and he's supposedly going to sacrifice himself, uh, which ends up not panning out. He ends up saving everybody and effectively crippling the empire. And, uh, everybody sort of lives happily ever after. It's it was actually, a, I think it was really good sort of wrap up for a story in this sort of book. Because I feel like, especially with a, a book that's gone on for like 69 years, uh, you know, with a fantasy story, you need some kind of happy ending to go along with it. And I feel like this was kind of a, a happy ending before the actual ending occurs. And it basically kind of shut down half of the characters in the book already. Which was, I, I think it was an interesting huh. move, but it was also, I felt like it was a good move. I just started reading it. Oh, yeah. So I'm interested, I'm, I, it's an interesting book. I mean, for those of you who haven't read it, I mean, the premise itself is just crazy, so. So I just read the first trade. Alright, you gotta plow through the first two, I think. Yeah, the first one felt a little shaky, but everyone told me, you know, the first one is the hardest to get through, and. Yeah, and then some people say the second one. I I really enjoyed the second. One. It started getting pretty crazy. Well, I didn't dislike the first one much at all, so I I felt like I was already kind of through the bad part, supposedly. But... Yeah, it's just not quite what the rest of the series is about, apparently. And then it starts getting to be much bigger and much more involved. It gets really interesting. Well, I'm excited. I like it so. And they're really good about the trades too. It's much better to read in trade than because, like for for example, this issue, uh, you know, like half of it was spent on just like resolution types. You know, it wasn't even the the original storyline that they were getting into. It was like all the stuff where it's just like, and these people went here, and this person went there, and everything was. And it, you know that it's nice to have, but when you actually look at it as a monthly issue. Uh-huh. You know, that's a lot of ages, you know, one issue to vote to just wrap. You know, as a trade, it might, might be much better, but reading as I don't got yeah. it. Yeah, right on. But yeah, so those are, that's Vertigo. Vertigo, I think, is a, is, is such a strong line. They, they definitely like to experiment a lot. They do well with the trade sales. That's really where the, their strength is. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, there, there's a... There are a lot of the the really memorable series come out of it. So I mean, it's it's oh yeah, completely. I mean, I I think they they they're always willing to do you know just what none of the other major guys will. So yeah, I mean, it's it's 
it is a DC line. Yeah. They're kind of given but, free reign in their own way. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's a good setup. I mean, they clearly have the backing of DC and all the money they need. And but DC gives them total will, like just total total license to take on you know almost anything, uh-huh. and it's just stuff that DC will never ever touch. So I mean, you might as well, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. And it's it, you know it, it it clearly pays off pretty well because they're just oh, like yeah. fuck it, we can go for broke and do all these crazy like out there storylines that no other comic book ever really would. We can experiment with the format, hey, you know. They've got something going. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of DC, I picked up uh, Batman Confidential. And I will tell you why, Eric. Why? Because it had a ridiculously awesome cover. It has Batman and Joker just, like, gritting their teeth. Like, Batman is, is you know, gritting like hell. And then Joker's smiling at him. And it's on the front, it says Batman Confidential 12... The face of evil, the face of hope, with exclamation <laughs> points after both. And I was like, you've got me, Batman Confidential. I didn't even open it. I just picked it up. Yeah. Um, and I got to say, I love – this is a great issue. Uh, apparently, it's the end of an arc. Um, I didn't even know. Like, it, it, it's so – it's such a good issue that you can just pick it up. And if you know anything about Batman, it could it could be a standalone. Like, it, it, it's that good. Like huh. – it just it just is it's a, it, it it's a little bit of a retelling of the first time Batman and Joker have like tangled. I don't know. Joker's is his his insane as ever self, and it's I mean it's stuff you've seen before, you know. But uh, especially for someone I I feel like who who hasn't had a lot of you know is just maybe getting back into comics after years of being out. This is kind of a good example because. Um, there's a part of this comic where where Batman uh, Joker asks essentially like why is he Batman trying to save all these people? He said, he said you know all life is sacred essentially, um, and Joker goes oh really? And he just bails off the fucking top of this this building, uh-huh. and so Batman watches him as he just like cackles and fall is falling, and he's like I could just let him die, and he it would save lives, uh-huh. and you know it would feel good. But eventually, of course, Batman doesn't. He like you know he dives after him and saves him because it's the fucking right thing to do. Yeah. And I mean, you've seen this before in other comics, but if if someone hasn't hasn't had that introduction, I feel this is like a really good comic to kind of give them that. It's just like, and it has stellar art, like a really cool style. Mm-hmm. It's like real kind of scratchy. I don't know how to describe it, but it's it, it's just really cool. I might keep picking up the, the, the issues just because it seems really cool. Oh. Yeah, I never understood quite what the point of the confidential was. Anyway. All right, so anyway. Um, our next issue we're going to go into one that Nick got a chance to pick up. Both of us. Yeah. And it's uh, the 12 issue two of the One you convinced me to jump on, I might say. Yeah. I tried to find issue one. But uh, my book, my store is all sold out. But uh, I think I'm up to speed, more or less. So, it, you know, this, the premise is relatively simple and easy to jump. In. I did, I did miss a Nazi cop in a field. Yes. Oh, I need to put that up on the the website now that we're starting to put our panel up. <laughs> yes. 
But yeah, and this this again, I I feel like this was just a, a really solid issue again. I mean, it's I think it's becoming one of the the better sort of Marvel books to pick up in in terms of actual substance because you know it, it covered the whole you know being displaced in time thing over a lot of different sorts of you know you've got all sorts of people that are doing ways like you've got the mastermind excello who is getting splitting headache stand all the background world like that Mm -hmm. you've got the dude whose entire family you know was killed and how he's trying to cope with that then you've got the the dynamic or dynamo man or whatever he's supposed to be the man of tomorrow and he like runs around saving people (laughs) and thinking it's all like cool and awesome until he (laughs) Runs into an interracial couple, <laughs> and he's uh, the man of tomorrow. Is not down to that. He's not that, right? I love him too in this because he's just—he's like trying to uh, do his best to like, you know, to to fit in. So he's like, "Ah, oh, here, old chaps, let me grab that from you." And he's just like, right, right on. <laughs> like, "I say, let us go to the nickel." <laughs> breakdown of you know who how everyone deals with it there's you know there's even the guy with no powers who he his power was essentially like being well informed and knowing the streets and now he's like i don't know nothing like, yeah now i'm just so, completely fucked I've, I've got nothing to help me out yeah so it's interesting um i do have a couple issues um All one right. thing i'm gonna say i don't like so far is the creepy lady the like? <laughs> I mean, I assume that there's some kind of point to her being like uh, having a pact with the be. devil or something. Like, but yeah, but I'm just not down with devil pact stuff. You know, I mean, I'm, I, I don't know. I just it, it it turned me off initially. If they do something cool with it, that's great. But she was in the she was in the fucking comic like twice, and both times she's like. Some people never can out like can never outrun their pain, and you're just like, oh, easy. <laughs> yeah. And then she's Captain Bring down here, like. And then she's getting tentacle rape. Or... And then yes, Eric pointed out the tentacle rape that is going on, which is <laughs> never cool in my book. So I don't know. I, they still have plenty of time to do something with her. I just felt like in this issue, it feels like she's a piece, you know, re- waiting to be played. Yeah, um, yeah. And they the need comic, to like, there's gonna, have a place for her. You know, no the devil's going to tell her to kill someone or do something, and then all shit's going to break loose or something. Yeah. So. Although, I don't know. It, it, so, it well, could just be a whole other thing where they're examining, like, different aspects of the, the world today yeah, where yeah, it's, I mean, like, what's, you know, the nature of evil. Or like that. And poor, poor rock, man. Poor rock. That was the most horrible thing in this comic. I'm not even going to spoil it for anyone, but if you go get this comic, you will feel bad for Rockman. How awful is that? But you're you're liking it? Besides that? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm signed up. I'm in. That's the best. That's the best I can give it right now. Is it, it was it was definitely interesting enough for me to pick up the next one. All right. Um. 
Well, we go into another couple issues real quickly. Let's see here. First off, we've got Justice Society of America, number 12, that came out, which uh, I want to say is a book that I, I do enjoy. Uh, I think it is really good. But especially this issue in particular, they just introduced way too many freaking characters. Like, in this one, they introduced four more, and they've already got, like, a cast of however many. And it's just like, how many more characters do you need? Like, I understand it's a society, quote unquote, but I mean, <laughs> you don't need much more than that. And then they just go off and they, they spend the entire issue essentially introducing four more. Uh, and then at the very end, they get down to, to, you know, the actual story itself. They reveal something about it. It's like, I, I really wish that they, instead of introducing more characters, which, they, you know, they might do something with all those characters, although I don't understand why you can't use the 18 characters you already have. You know. I've always found it to be a hallmark of a bad book is when they, they're they kind of like, get more guys! <laughs> it's like, is it, isn't the whole easy. point to only get a certain number of them and then use them and like spare away? I don't know what we're gonna do this week. They're like, well, we could use some fire guys and some maybe magnet guys and some, some, some flying guys. You're just like, right on, draw them. <laughs> Go for it. Well, this one, I mean, I, you know, I, I don't think they're just throwing them in just because they, they feel like they, they need to like fill up space. <laughs> like, there's probably some point to it, but I just feel like <laughs> it could have been done, you know, in some other way instead of using an entire issue. There's four more people. Just get them all out of the way, and then get on. Yeah. And another issue that was disappointing, I guess, the word, mm. the word is, uh, is uh, Annihilation mm. Conquest, number four of six. And uh, I'm going to have to go out and say that this is not a good series. <laughs> I, I was on the fence about it, mostly because I really enjoyed the first one. Uh, but this just doesn't hold a candle to the first one. And I think there are a couple of reasons for that. First of all, uh, the first one really sort of skirted the line being completely absurd, being really awful. And it always like aired on the side of being, you know, like they included a lot of crazy stuff in it. You were able to accept it. And in this one, they just jam pack it way too much. It's just, it, it goes to the point of being over the top. Okay, that's enough. Like you needed to tone it back or just cut your um, And then the other thing is I think that the, the first series had a lot more focus to it. Like it had more of a story type to follow. Like it was a, uh, a war story of sorts, kind of like with uh, Sinestro. Oh, yeah. Where it's like a galactic war type thing. And so everything sort of followed from that premise. And in this one, it doesn't really have like a defining type, you know, something to really rein everything, mm. basically. Yeah. And it's just I can see like, that could you be know, an issue Just because it has so many big players and so much like, you know, it's a space comic, so oftentimes those are subject to the whole like, let's go crazy anyway. Um, so yeah. without like a real tight rein on it, I could see how that could happen. And I mean, it has like you know, every everybody that, with all their like galactic powers, 
you know, over the top sort of personalities and everything as it is. But it's just like if you don't have anything really sort of focused at it, mm-hmm. there isn't much for you to Yes. I don't know. It's I'll probably finish it up since there's only two more issues of that, but I'm gonna have to give that a note for anybody mm-hmm. or you know, picking up the trade or anything like that. Definitely go back to the first. Well, um, because I had so little issues, I'm going to have to pull, actually, a blast from the past from last week that I didn't get to talk about. Um, and not because it wasn't good. Um, this is, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a limited series, Spider-Man with great power, uh, dot, dot, dot. Uh, this is issue number one of five. It came out last week, but I still believe it's on the shelves. I can't imagine it selling super well. Um, it's a Marvel Knight, which is always a little sketchy because... I feel like Marvel Knights is kind of, you know, it's another one of the, it's like a, it's a separate universe, I think. Uh, I'm never 100% on it. Um, But, you know, Cap the Chosen, uh, Captain America the Chosen was from Marvel Knights too. So it kind of takes your chances when you pick up a Marvel Knight book. But I'm a Spider-Man nut, so I grabbed it. Um, What it is is a retelling of Spider-Man's origin. Not his origins exactly, per se. Like, this comic starts after he's been bitten by the spider. But he's, he's, he's still a wrestler. Um, and he's, a, he's, you know, he's, at the high, he's at the high point of his, like, pre-Spider-Man days. You know, when he's, he's, he's a spider, he's a, he's a wrestler, and he's kicking ass, and he's a huge star, and he's getting paid, and, and all that, all that good jazz. But he's still getting a rough time at school and whatnot. So, um, it's interesting. I mean, I mean, you've heard the story before, so they have to bring a little something new to the table, and they do. Um, there's a lot more interaction between him and him and uh, Flash, and kind of that whole dynamic there. You know, it has him, you know, getting over with girls and stuff, and having an issue and. It's an awesome drag race between him and him and Flash at the end, which is ridiculous and awesome. But uh, I don't know. It's 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 nothing really new exactly, but it is it is kind of a it's kind of putting it under a microscope. And because it's Marvel Knights, they can take a little bit of liberties. You know, they can change certain things. They can add this whole like car drag race that definitely wasn't there the first time without. Without causing a huge hubbub, like no one's gonna freak out and be like, "That never happened," because it's Marvel Knights and we do what we like. Um, What's the What's the time period on the time period of the story? Like, is it supposed to be when Spider-Man actually came out, or it's hard to tack down? Well, for one thing. Um, Flash's car is the is the pan, is a panther, you know that or that 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 crazy looking car that you know it has like a front end that comes to a point and the wheels are way outside. They were popular like I want to say like ten years ago or something. Uh-huh. Um, a Plymouth Panther, Cougars, I don't know, something weird, some cat name, I don't know. So I mean, it's not that old, but it is clearly like a little ways ago. Any any. Parker wears a little. Peter Parker wears a little weird clothing. Like on the front, he's wearing like he has like an argyle vest on, which yeah. is like something you'd never see anyone wear, even nerds. So I want to feel. I want to say it's a little bit older, but it's not. 
they don't tack it down, you know. So it's it's a little nebulous. But that's almost good too, just that it lets you kind of float without being. Yeah, I was just I was wondering if they're they're trying to like modernize things. It, it does seem a little more modern, but it's no, it's by no means like Ultimate Spider-Man modern. Like, I don't know. It's interesting. It's it, it's really only for Spider-Man fans. I'm gonna say it's just it, it's just not for anyone else. It's just it can't be. It's just it's too geeky. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. There are some ridiculous frames in it that just kind of you can't you can't help but laugh at just because it is it is more or less how you would react almost to being just like. A, all of a sudden being an awesome gymnast ninja super strength. If you're you're a Spider-Man fan or you've got nothing else to read, grab it. Alright. Well, that's going to do it for our book for this week. So, going on to our weekly segment. Uh, First off, we've got Random Pick. And this week... What'd you grab? I don't even know. I picked up a a book that kind of brought me back. It was something that I always wanted to get for some oh. reason, but I never was able to. It's a Scud the Disposable Assassin, number two. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't I've know exactly it what it is about this, but uh, <laughs> and it only it's only had twenty issues before this. It, you know, it couldn't have built up that much, but but I remember like when I was collecting books and whatever it was in like the nineties, really <laughs> wanting to pick this up. <laughs> and even like a little while back, I was like, I remember that one Scud book. I wonder if they have a collection of it or something. I could never find anything. Uh, and so they, I guess what happened, uh, to give a little bit of backstory, I guess the the uh, the person who uh, created this, his name's uh, Rob Strad, he, uh, he made the first 20 issues, I guess, back in the 1990s. Well, the, the whole thing was that he was originally writing it. Got his, his heart broke by some. And so he started writing it. And then once he got issue 20, he got his, his heart broken again. And so he stopped. And he decided not to go back. And so he comes back to it now. And he's like, okay, well, I got some stuff. So he's going to write four more issues. And I guess that's going to be it for a second. Huh. Uh, which I think is kind of cool. So I figure, yeah. you know, it, it might be a good jumping on go check it out and support it make the uh, the trades for the other the others if there are it's, it's a book with a purpose and so I picked it up and I figured it'd be fun to jump into and it seems like a pretty fun book like I mean the whole premise of it is there's like disposable assassins that people can buy and uh, you know what they do is you know you buy them in a vending candy bar and they go off and kill somebody and then they self destruct and that's it. That's all they do. Um, and one of them finds out as it's attempting to kill its target, it finds out that what its purpose is, what, what's going to happen to it if it ends up actually killing this thing. And so it ends up blowing off its arms and legs and putting it basically <laughs> on life support in a hospital so it can stay alive. Okay. And then uh, it goes off and does its own thing. Uh, and, and then it falls in love after it has all kinds of crazy adventures. And it goes to heaven. And it starts getting really weird, real bad. For me, <laughs> basically. 
And what I get from it is that basically if I had read the first 20 issues, then this issue would have made a hell of a lot. <laughs> and it definitely wasn't for somebody who jumped off. But uh, I plowed through because I, I had a mission. I had a purpose. And so, uh, I mean, it it was fun. It definitely was a lot of fun. And it's kind of a little more wacky thing of a, of a mm-hmm. book than like clearly superhero type thing. Um, but again, it's it's full of all kinds of references. I mean, it'd be a lot cooler if you knew what was going on. Before. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's still a lot of goofy little jokes. I mean, you know, it's there are only four issues, and then it's all finished. I think I'm gonna stick with it. I'm gonna keep on buying. See where it ends up. And... Cool. It does sound fun. I love I love those little books that are. Well, bullshit for this week is real simple. It's bullshit on my own fucking store for not having Moby Dick, the Lords, the fucking, what is it? Lords of Avalon, Sword of Darkness, <laughs> or having enough clandestine for me. So, real simple and sweet. I'm always a little torqued when my, my store don't have it. I'm actually going back on Saturday um, to check it out make sure I didn't miss it or nothing because I got to get some Moby Dick and... <laughs> Lord knows the lords of Avalon will not wait for me. So they wait for gotta, no man. They're they lords. No man. So that's real simple bullshit this week. But uh, that is bullshit. It is. It is bullshit. Although it teaches you to put more stuff on your order. <sighs> you and your order list. Oh, I was. I actually learned I was doing my polls all wrong. Apparently. For oh, really? <laughs> I've been for like since day fucking one. I've been pulling because they have like this these big long boxes with everyone's polls in them, right? Uh huh. That they just put out on Wednesdays. Um, so you're supposed to come by and grab your comics. So apparently my comics are behind my sheet. Like there's sheets in it. That show what ones. I've been pulling from in front for like months. So my comic book guy, like, he's like, Nick, but what are you doing? I was like, I don't know. He's like, Nick, pull from behind. I was like, oh, okay. He's like, he's like, my, my boss chewed me out. He's like, why isn't this guy coming in? I apparently had like four months of back issues or some bullshit. So, meanwhile, whatever his name is, meanwhile, yeah, Dick Waker. Like, that in other front of guy you. doesn't come in that often, so he's pissed <laughs> when he came in and none of his books were around. Like, what the hell is going on with my books? <laughs> so, but uh, so yeah, that's my little story. Uh, uh, that's gonna be our show for this week, folks. Believe it or not. Um, as always, go to our blog. Now we got. Now we got. We got uh, frame of the week, so That's lots right. of cool stuff. I gotta say, Eric Scanner, one hundred percent awesome. So irresponsiblypowerless.blogspot.com is where you can go to see and comment on which which frames we pick. We're gonna each try and pick out a frame uh, when we can. You know, we're not gonna force nothing, but so if you want to go on there and check uh, check both frames and kind of pick your favorite, <laughs> mine. Uh, that's cool. Um, or you can just email us irresponsiblyparalyst at gmail.com email us anything email us your, your frame of the week and then there's always MySpace where we post our, our pull list just search us irresponsiblyparalyst real easy like um, so yeah just keep on trucking keep on trucking and get that rocking yes thank you Eric 
But um, so yeah, that's gonna do us do it for us this week. As always, I'm Nick, and I'm Eric. And together, we're irresponsibly powerless. Thanks a lot for listening. Bye. Goodbye. Cover the booty, not all the time. You can't give it out. You gotta just peep it a little bit. I don't know what we're gonna do this week. Like, well, we could use some fire guys and some maybe magnet guys and some 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 flying guys. You're just like right on drum. <laughs>